welcome to another edition of We Want to Talk About It Now. You have Alex and Steven on the call today. We're going to be going over the best basketball coaches of all time. So uh, I I heard, spoiler alert from Steven, he's going to throw Terry Battenberg on there. Um, You know, it could be high school. (laughs) It could be high school. I wasn't going to. High school could be college, could be um, any professional, wherever, wherever you're pulling from. So uh, when I say Steve McVeigh as my number five coach, everyone just needs to recognize that was my uh, basketball coach at the age of eight. He really let me shine, blossom. Oh, I know into an, Steve McVeigh. Well, I, an, I, I've met him. Uh, I, his son, Jared, was a friend of mine uh, in school. And uh, you can tell by how good Jared and Matthew McVeigh were at basketball, how great Steve McVeigh was as a basketball coach. Um, but we'll, we'll let's just hop into it. Um, so, Stephen, I know that one of your poems will come later in the podcast, but do you want to, are, are both of those going to be later or do you want to do one of them now? Well, um, I, I'm just going to do one um, uh, because I uh, was going to do another one, but it doesn't really um, have anything to do with what we're talking about today. So I'm not going to do that one. Uh, I'm just, I just want to recite a poem that John Wooden used to always recite. Um, he was, okay. he was a big fan of poetry. Um, uh, he, uh, used to quote, um, like he used to have different poems that he would recite and stuff all the time. And, um, like I said before, I've read five or six of his books and um, uh, and bits and pieces of other books of his. And um, I, uh, anyway, this, this poem, I don't know what it's called, but I know how it goes. So um, uh, this is how this poem goes. Um, At God's footstool to confess, a poor soul knelt and bowed his head. I failed, he cried. The master said thou didst thy best. That is success. And John Wooden used to talk about how uh, he didn't talk about winning and losing a lot. Um, He talked about giving your best effort as a player and and, uh, that he would say that only you as a player know what your best effort is, you know? Um, uh, And I always thought that's so true, you know? Um, And uh, uh, is that right if I kind of do a a whole thing on wooden right now? Uh, If you want, uh, we are going from, number five coach of all time to our top coach of all time, but you can do a wooden thing right now if you'd like. Okay. Um, well, um, I, I uh, guess I can save wooden for later if you want. It's your, uh, yeah. Whatever, whatever you're feeling, man. I'm sorry. So uh, we're all over the place, but um, I just wanted to share that little poem that he used to uh, recite a lot. And um, 
he I'll just say I, I'm gonna do mine a little bit out of order. Okay. Cool. But my number one coach ever is John Wooden. Um I have read a lot about him. Um he uh is of course from Indiana. Um uh born in uh I believe it was nineteen ten. Maybe Correct. you can look that up. But he was born in 1910, died at the age of 98. And um, uh, I remember uh, when he died, the day that he died, when I found out uh, it was, or like when I found out that he had passed, I was at church um, and uh, um I shingle springs ward, uh, you know, and, and, uh, we were given our, uh, uh, testimony and, uh, excuse me. Um, we were given our, our testimonies and I did a whole thing about why I think, why I thought John wouldn't be a great, uh, would have made a great Mormon, you know? And so I did this whole thing about John Wooden and his life and everything. But um, I, I just want to say, Stephen, I remember that. That was one of the last times that I went to the Shingle Springs Award before I left on my mission in 2010. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Um, cool. So, uh, yeah, I did this whole thing about John Wooden. And he's he's somebody I look up to. Um so, um, uh, but John Wooden, um, I, I would like to list some of his accomplishments here. Um, uh, these are John Wooden's records um, as a college coach, um, including his lifetime record as a coach um, and his college record as a coach. So, um, some of his accomplishments are listed here, uh, 88 consecutive, uh, victories, um, uh, 10 NCAA championships, seven consecutive NCAA championships, 38 consecutive NCAA tournament victories, eight undefeated PAC eight championships, four undefeated full seasons. His lifetime record as a coach is um, over the span of 40 years uh, as a coach, he won 905 games and lost 205 games. That's a win percentage of 81.5%. Um, and his college record um, as a coach, uh, in 20 years as a college coach, he won 677 games and lost 161. That's a win percentage of 80.5%. Um, so uh, of all the games that he coached. Um, John Wooden uh, helped to popularize fast break basketball, as I've talked about before. Um, uh, he, he coached different uh, uh, he had he had 
what I, one of the things I like about him as a coach is he had different kinds of players, you know. He had Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. He had Bill Walton, two dominant big guys, and, you know, one like crazy with them. And then, uh, you know, he had he had – he had small ball teams like back in the day he had smaller teams and, and you know and and he won that way and uh i am uh sure that having played for john wooden uh helped um uh helped uh kareem abdul jabbar uh be a, uh, be like uh be able to uh, basically i think kareem abdul jabbar was uh like sort of the perfect center for um fast break basketball you know uh he was like the perfect center for the showtime lakers um so i've thought about that before and you know thought like it was destiny because he was he was taught by a, a in in college. He was coached by a guy um, in John Wooden who was uh, a one of the obviously one of the great basketball minds in the history of the game, and uh, uh, was a pioneer of fast break basketball. Okay, then he goes to the NBA and he ends up playing for the Showtime Lakers. You know, so. Uh, I've thought about that before and it kind of blows my mind, but uh, um, uh, so that's John Wooden. Um, I, I could, you know, talk about his life uh, for, for a long time, but um, he, I'm just kind of giving some cliff notes here. He um, uh, was the first person ever to be inducted into uh, the Naismith Basketball Hall of Fame um, as both a player and a coach. He was the first person uh, to, to have that honor, to be inducted as both a player and a coach. Like that is saying something. When they, when they induct you first for what you did as a player, and then you, he did so awesome as a coach, that they felt that they had to recognize him again for his accomplishments as a coach. So, um, you know, Wooden, Wooden was awesome, awesome. Uh, and uh, I guess that's what I have to say about Wooden. Yeah, something interesting about him too is like over like those 10 – NCAA championships are essentially over a 11 year, like 11 to 12 year span. Um, he had a really, really solid championship run from 1964 to 1975. Um, he is my number two. He is my number two of all time. Um, and I'll, we'll discuss later who my number one is, but, um, a lot of that has to do with he had two of the best players ever playing for him, which a lot of like, to be fair, a lot of coaches on this list have great players. Like the only way that you win championships are with great players. Although there are some people, there's one person on my list who 
didn't ever have great players and was able to win a championship. Um, I I doubt that, but wait, that they didn't have great. What, what I mean by great players is like that was legitimately team basketball. None of these players would ever be considered for the respective profession, whether that be college, high school, or professional, uh, within the top twenty maybe even within the top 25 players of all time for their given sport. Well, Whereas every other coach that I have does have one of those players. Yeah. I just, um, uh, I, I would say just that I think no coach wins big and wins championships without a great team at least. Oh yeah. That's not what I'm saying, but when I'm, what I I'm saying that someone who is an excellent player that is in the top 25. You're I can just tell you who, like a Larry Brown, Larry, Larry Brown, number four. Um, so okay. the championship he won was with Chauncey Billups, Richard Hamilton, Ben Wallace. I'm missing. Uh, was Prince on that Rashid team yet? Rashid Wallace. Rashid Wallace. So none of these players. Jason Prince. None of these players are considered to be the top 25 greatest players, honestly, in NCAA history, nor in NBA history. Whereas I would say Bill Walton, probably in the top 25 best college players of all time. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, without a doubt. He's definitely, yeah. Yeah, 100%. Um, and so that's why I have Larry B- Brown sharing spot four with another coach because um, – Brown, Larry Brown, he doesn't get talked about enough. As he does as not being a great as been. Is he coach. in your top five? No, uh, but I'm just saying, Larry Brown uh, actually, you know, uh, was was great. If you're, you know, uh, like one of the things he was great at from from. I mean, I I've watched the some of the teams that he's coached in the NBA. And uh, I've I've heard about him from uh, Donnie Walsh, who used to be the GM of the uh, Indiana Pacers, and uh, I've heard so I've heard some stuff about the way that uh, he coaches. And um, Larry Brown, he said Donnie Walsh said that Larry Brown uh, does a great job of getting five guys to come together and play like one, which is, you know, that is what you All want of a to coach. Do. Yeah. That's what you want to do. So, um, you know, uh, he, I wouldn't say he didn't have talented players uh, on that Detroit team. That's not, I, I also would not say that. Right. I'm not saying that you're saying that I, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm saying yeah. though, I wouldn't say he didn't have, talented players he did um and he also had at least like at least three hall of famers you know i also don't think Uh, there's a single coach that's been like successful and won a championship who hasn't had talented players right like i don't think there's like isn't it there isn't a coach that had talent because you need talent to win exactly you there is no coach who didn't have talented players who uh uh who was successful, you know, uh, every single successful coach, uh, has had in the history of the game has had talented players, you know, 
Um, Someone's got to put the the who uh, the basket in the hoop. Right, you got to have uh, players who can execute your game plan, and um, you know you got to have players who can do the things that you want them to so do. So before we get too out of control, um, since we already know who your number one is now and who my number two is, I want to start with who my number five is, um, and then start working our way up. Um, number five, Gino Ariema. Okay. I don't know a lot about Gino Ariema. Gino Ariema for, a, he's been coaching UConn since 1988. Okay. I did not know that. I thought that he just started coaching them once they like got good, but he's been coaching them for a really long time. Uh, was inducted into the hall of fame in 2006, I believe. And has yeah, UConn has a has a long history of being having great teams, and it's all because of him. Like ever since, <laughs> ever since 1988, apparently, um, his win loss record: 1,099 to 142. His winning percentage is 885. He has wow. won 11 NCAA championships starting in 1995, and the most recent one coming in 2019. Wow. And, oh, sorry, sorry. Most recent one coming in 2016. And he has just been obviously like great at recruiting, has had some of the best players ever in women's basketball playing for him. But that's a credit to him being able to recruit and get those people there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I I put Gino on here for the kind reminder of let's not hate greatness while we have the opportunity to witness it. Because Besides, exactly. so him and LeBron are probably the two biggest regrets of my basketball viewing life because I was always just like, it's just women's basketball. It's not that impressive. Mm-hmm. And that's unfair, first off. But yes, it and definitely is. Two, regardless of gender, that type of winning for that long of a, a sustained period of a time has never happened even even so wooden had what 10 or 12 championships he i forget had, uh wooden 10. had 10 he won 10 yeah so wooden but, had but 10 he also won 7 in a row yes so. um and then gino has been winning since 1995 uh, so that's nearly 30 years of championship winning the 7 in a row is very awesome i think they have very similar in terms of like the greatest of all time playing on both of their teams. That's why I don't have Auriemma necessarily ahead of Wooden um, because Wooden was able to rattle it off. And you got to take into account Wooden, also a baseball coach. Uh, everyone everyone seems to forget that little, little tidbit. So not just a coach on the hardwood, but also out there on the field. And what then did he, what did he did he do anything uh notable in baseball? No, he did nothing notable. No. <laughs> that's why then that's why, you know. I know I was I was joking around. Um, oh, but um, <laughs> but that's so I have Gino there at number five because often overlooked, and I think he's overlooked because he coaches women's basketball. Yeah. Um uh and and uh continuing your theme of talking about women's basketball coaches. Um, I want to talk a little bit about Pat Summit. Um, uh, so uh, Pat Summit um, amassed 1,098 victories uh, as a as a coach, 1,098 wins, um, which puts her number two all time in NCAA women's. Yeah, 
and is an eight-time NCAA champion in uh, in women's college basketball. Um, That's for her teams, correct? That's not for like she didn't play and win championships. Uh, I, I honestly don't know. She, she was she was a player. Um, it doesn't look like she won as a player. I I know she got. I believe it was a silver medal as uh, in the Olympics. Maybe you can check that out. Not seen. Oh, probably because it was a silver medal. Uh, yeah, can't easily find it. But she does have the Presidential Medal of Freedom, so that's better than a silver oh, medal. Oh, here it is, silver medal winner. Oh, here we are. Pan Am Games. Yep, silver, silver. Yep, in Montreal. Silver medal winner as a player on the 1976 U.S. Women's Olympic team. Um, and a gold medal winner as the coach of the 1984 Women's U.S. Olympic team, uh, which is one of the best uh, women's basketball teams uh, ever. Um, and uh, uh, this list goes on, you know, uh on and on and on of things she's accomplished but uh uh that's that's pat summit so that's what i got yeah um then i'll move into my this is kind of unfair but i felt like they were kind a little bit similar um so i technically have six coaches uh my number four with larry brown was mike shefsky that has more to do with after Grant Hill, uh-huh. who were great players in the NBA. Like he played, he won championships with Elton obviously, Brand. Elton Brand. That's a, that's probably the second best player that he had that he had. Uh, because I'm thinking of like Jason Williams, who may have been good had he not gotten that motorcycle accident in the NBA. But um, JJ Redick, Jay Williams. Who oh is, yeah, did he, he did he change his name to Jay? I think he calls himself Jay because of because of Jason chocolate. Williams. Okay, yeah. Um, and but, then yeah, who else? So he had Christian Leitner, who obviously we know how that all turned out. Gold medal winner, right? Um, he, he had Jaleel Okafor. Uh, yeah. I know he won a championship with uh, with that guy, and then Shane yeah. Battier. I was so, going to say Shane Battier, who is actually. Uh, one of my favorite non like superstar players in NBA non all star right like yeah that's how I classify he, him he Role was player. really good when he was younger um but and and had just had a really solid career and was one of the best defensive players in the NBA um for a long time you know um and uh I, I always loved Shane Battier. Um, my friend Jeff used to make fun of me for um, how much praise I used to heap on Shane Battier, but justifiable. Um, I I used to watch uh, Coach K's Mike Shashevsky's, um, uh he had a DVD that was about defense. He had one about defense and. Um, he he talks about he goes through like um, it's like a tutorial video of of, um, of 
you know, um, Coach K's uh, defense. And uh, I wore that thing out, you know. And I, I, uh, I learned some things about defense, you know, uh, from that, obviously, from watching it over and over and over. Um, and, yeah, um, Coach K, obviously, uh, you know, was, was uh, um, Team USA uh, basketball coach. I can't remember how many times. But, um, yeah, he, Coach K, if I remember right, coached the Redeem team in 2008. Yeah, I'm just seeing if they just quickly have it, and it doesn't look like they just, he's won three Olympic gold medals, so it sounds like three times, and then two FIBA. Yeah. Yeah. But, so he was it for a while. But does it say he coached the 2008 Olympic team? I would assume that he did. Yeah, that was the redeemed team, and um, I believe that was him. That that was Coach K because uh, I saw a uh, Coach K was the the coach of the redeemed team because um, I I listened to LeBron James on his show The Shop on his very first episode. He um, uh, for people who don't know about it, they they sit in a barber shop and they talk about you know, whatever. Um, yep. 2008, 2012, 2016. Yeah. Different things. And, uh, uh, LeBron James just raves about him and he says he doesn't even talk about basketball that much. You know, he just talks about like what it means to be a team basically, you know? Um, and, uh, uh, so, um, I also think that Mike Krzyzewski has the fewest, along with his compatriot at number four, has the fewest number of total championships. Um, well, he has five in his time in the NCAA, and then everyone else um, has five or more. So, yeah, that kind of spoils where we're going well, with this. Well, but Coach K, you know, um, I think uh, it is definitely – uh he's the staple of the game yeah he's he's definitely the 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 gold standard when it comes to coaches that's kind of what makes it hard for me though because you have so many i don't know if gold standard is the right word for some of these other coaches but you know bob knight definitely not the greatest i I don't even know if i'd put him in the the top 10 but he's someone that people talk about but like i had a hard time because i never watched him dean smith um, I didn't include him in my list. Didn't include Red Auerbach because I have a. I, I will always have this issue. Like you play who's in front of you, fair, but we have to take into consideration the odds of winning an NBA championship in 1960 versus the odds of winning an NBA championship in 2021 are significantly different. It's one well, one out of tw- a one out of twelve versus a one out of thirty chance. That's significantly also, different. Right, but but. Also, Auerbach is one of the greatest basketball coaches um, ever. He is. Um, I, top, uh, top what? Because I, I think I agree with you, but like what top, top 10, top 20, I, or top five? I, you know, I'm not sure, but he's up there. Um, he won uh, nine championships in the NBA. So, um, 
you know, all with the Celtics. He drafted Larry Bird. So, I mean, which is different, but, you know, like, uh, our back, you know, I, I can't just – I don't want to be dismissive of a guy that won nine uh, championships as a coach, you know. Like it's it goes back to the the argument I think we have every single podcast of yes I know he's great that's not, that's not like that's not where my disagreement is it's but where in that pantheon like if we're making a pyramid is he yeah, right at the tough. point of the mountain is it is it lower down because like so is he in your top five um yeah I had him in my top five okay 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 so that's like really high yeah. He's and, not in my top five. Uh, so uh, he, uh, I, I'd have, I'd have to put him, you know, in my top five. I mean, nine championships, and for a long so where, time. Huh? So, so where are you right now, then? So, who's your number five? Let's see. I've named John Wooden, Pat Summit. Um, and, uh, uh, Pat Summit's in your top five. Yeah. Pat Summit's yeah. in my top five. Over John, Gino. Interesting. Yeah. John Wood's in my top five. Pat Summit's in my top five. Well, I, I, I didn't know, uh, very much about Gino Ariema. Gotcha. Um, so, you know, uh, yeah. I, that's why I didn't have him. you know, but, um, uh I have so I have John Wooden, Pat Summit, um, Greg right Popovich up. is in there, Phil Jackson is in there, um, and Red Auerbach. So now let's talk about Phil Jackson. I have him at number three, greatest coach of all time. Uh, partially main main reason being able to have problematic people on his team that he was able to manage. Yeah. That's the that's the main reason why he had the greatest of all time for six championships. He had the most dominant of all time for three championships. Well, wait, wait. In your opinion, the greatest of all time. But yeah. Who's your greatest of all time? Um, I don't have one. I don't think that there is a goat in in basketball history. I think there's just a bunch of great players, but probably my favorite five? basketball. Well, huh? Would you put Jordan in your top five? Like, if it's just like five, five people, five, probably five. I probably I'd have to put Jordan in there. Um, uh, most likely, yeah, most likely I'd have to put Jordan, um, in that five, uh, in that top five players. Um, Kareem's up there for me. You know, John Wooden played with John Wooden. Yeah. Yeah, but uh. Kareem as an whether NBA you're talking player. about him as an NBA player or him at, during his college career, like he is up there as you know uh, one of the one of the greatest players of all time, one of the best players ever. I wish I could have watched him more because obviously a lot of the film that we have on him is as a Laker and like later in his career where he's a little bit older. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I think we talked about this before. Old- He's been a winner since he was in high school. Like he never lost. He always won. Yeah. I, which is something Jordan can't say. He wasn't like a huge winner in high school. Yeah. Um, 
but uh, uh, so Kareem had more sustained success um, than Jordan, I would say. But a hundred percent. But then, and Kareem is probably my favorite basketball player ever. If I had to think of my favorite one ever, you know. Um, but I don't think I could. I don't think I could uh get it down to one player who was the best player ever because it's tough for me to do that because basketball is a team sport you know but we would have him in our starting five um, of that team and phil jackson had him on his team um and then also going back to most dominant player of all time for the the never so short period he had um shaquille o'neal with a budding kobe bryant who uh, was co- still amazing yeah who's like, great at that time like he I, was amazing he just fell into i remember i think i've shared this story before but i remember being in like the second grade i think and i was convinced when phil jackson became the coach of the los angeles lakers that jordan was going to come out of retirement join the lakers and then he joined the wizards <laughs> yeah um it's very disappointing uh, <laughs> phil jackson um uh Phil Jackson uh was was uh um blessed with a lot of great talent to work with as a coach but uh he won with that talent you know so 100%. i think a lot of times people like to hold it against coaches that they had great talent and you know they won a lot and but they had great talent you won in my top 3 you won championships, but you had a, this great player and that great player. Every single coach that has won championships, except Larry every, Brown. Every oh, he only won one championship. So you're fair. Multiple championships. Single, no, 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 no. Every single coach who has ever won a championship has had great players. Every it's, single coach. Um. Yeah. Uh, it's hard because we're arguing semantics and we might have just well, different but, definitions of what the words mean. Cause like well, great, but, but great my, to you could mean like, but, so when you're talking about Shane Battier, for but example, what I'm, but what I'm saying is this, I'm saying you cannot have bad players. You know, you cannot have players that are not good and be successful. So, um, you know, every single coach who has ever won a championship, had great teams, had great players, you know, um, uh, because you have to have talented players to win. So that's all I'm saying. I must wonder if we could do it based off like the NBA 75th anniversary team. Like which, co- which coach had the most of these players on their teams? <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm actually going to do that right now. Um, come on, have a list. Ah, oh, good. There's a list. Because I think this could this could solidify it for me, Stephen. Let's see. Is oh no, Manu Ginobili? Interesting. Okay, no Manu Ginobili. We got um Parker on here. The I don't like the top seventy five. Oh, list. even he didn't make it. What? Okay, I, I so I don't like I don't like the top seventy five list. Uh, it's it's too subjective and and I don't like it. You know, I'd but, say that it's pretty accurate though, right? I mean, they do name a lot of the greatest players ever, 
you know, but, like what's hard is no matter what, there's going to be like the five to 10 who are left off of that 75 number. This, there, there's always going to be the people that were snubbed. Yeah. yeah it's just like the all-star game. But like the, the question that I think is the best whenever like the all-star game happens, like, oh, this person got snubbed is okay. Who are you removing from this list to add this person on? And that's how you determine it. Um, mm-hmm. So like when somebody gets snubbed, you just look at the 75 list. All right. Who are you going to take off? Because that leads to who my number one coach of all time is after talking about Phil Jackson for a minute, Greg Pop- Greg Popovich. Um, yeah. Sustained success, the number of championships he's been to, the number of championships that he's won in essentially a 22, 23-year period is great, especially considered, like, once it's again, amazing. I know he has, I know yeah. he's had um, wonderful players, but... Um, and forget, um, let's, let's completely, I mean... Forget about the five championships he won, which is really impressive. Uh, like if you if you completely forget about that and just talk about how much he won, you know how many winning teams he had. Uh, the you know, Pop, he wins. You know his team yep. wins, and they win playing whatever style. Um, you know they can be. Uh, a team that gets up and down the floor and scores a lot of points. They can be a grinded out uh, defensive minded, more of a half court, you know, uh, defensive minded, like grit and grind team, you know, Um, they, he's one with playing different styles, you know, and then uh, later on, um, he had Kawhi Leonard. They played a, a, a very different style, you know. Um, uh, I'd say one thing that is, is that all of his team, pretty much all of his teams have in common is uh, they, they're, they're all, they all play well as a team, you know. Um, you don't, none of his teams were carried by one player you know yep so and what's a little cool stat that i like uh obviously cool being subjective here he had three different finals mvps Kawhi, tony parker tim duncan um which equals the number of finals MVPs that Phil Jackson had Michael Jordan, Shaq and Kobe. Yeah. With fewer championships won. Um, yeah. So I think but that's a really cool, the, just illustrating your point of the team. Right. Being the and, most important thing. What there. I think is most impressive about Greg Popovich is for how, how long a period that he had sustained success, sustained winning, you know, um as opposed to phil jackson who when he saw that a team was going to be unsuccessful he would quit (laughs) i don't know that that's true but uh he uh he uh because like i said um before um he uh um like he had some some like things that happened to him he got prostate cancer um, uh, in 2010-11, you know, uh, and he still coached that Laker team, and he didn't want to come back. I mean, I think 
Wait, still, when did it, when did he have that? Do you remember? Uh, the 2010-11 season. During the 2010-11 oh, gotcha. season, gotcha. he got prostate cancer. Um, and I I think that um, he, I mean, he <laughs> has been blessed with some of the most talent that any NBA coach or basketball coach in the history of the game has ever had. He had Michael. He had Scotty. He had Dennis Rodman. He had Horace Grant, Shaq, Kobe. Um, Gasol. Gasol. So, I mean, he had he had great players. Lamar Odom, you know. Um, so, he had um, great players, but he won. He won big time. He won 11 championships, uh, six championships with one team and then five with another team. You know, with, the, with one franchise, he won six championships with the Bulls and then five championships as the Lakers head coach. Um, and um, as a player, uh, he got two championship rings on on the New York Knicks in the 70s, as we've talked about before. Um, and so in all, as a player and a coach, he has 13 rings. But as a as a coach, uh, he has 11 championship rings as an NBA coach. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I don't want to poo-poo that just because he had a lot of talent. No, because- I mean, so the reason that I poo-poo things, Stephen, is because there has to be a reason why, like, because uh, essentially we could do a podcast where all we do is just say really nice things <laughs> or we just say really nice things about every single person. Um, right, but, but also but if, if we're making a lit, like, so Phil, like, so if you have to make a choice, who do you want to coach Phil Jackson for your team or John Wooden, who do you want coaching you in a game? Well, I would pick Wooden because Wooden's my favorite coach ever. But, and why is he your favorite coach ever? What makes him better than Phil Jackson? Uh, because of um because of everything i know about him and because of how much he won he did almost you know four undefeated seasons as a coach like that's crazy you know and and to have uh a a lifetime uh record of uh 81.5% of all games he coached he won. Uh, that's crazy, and that's over a forty-year uh, career as a as a coach. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so his so, winningness is better than Phil Jackson's. Is that's why? Well, you like it? It, it it not necessarily. It's just he he's my favorite. You know, he's he's uh, he's a big time winner, and he's my favorite um, uh, coach. You know, gotcha. so. So, uh, so I'd go with him, but, you know, um, 11 championships, like that's, that's hard to do, you know, NBA championships. Yeah. Yeah. But, but at any level to win 11 championships, that's hard to do, you know, especially it looks like he did it in like 20 years too. So half of his, (laughs) like in 20 seasons, is that right? One, two, three, four.
Yep. 11 championships and 20 coach seasons for Phil Jackson. And we got Steven back um, after his computer decided to shut down on him like a classic computer. Um, Steve, we're just talking about um, Phil Jackson winning 11 NBA championships in 20 years and how impressive that is. Um, yeah, is I what... apologize for the... Oh, no worries. Um, what was I just going to say? No, technical difficulties happen all the time. Um, but... Uh, just like the overall, like just context in terms of the reason that I think sometimes I come across as harsh is because in order to have a favorite, you have to have reasons for why you have that favorite. And it can't just be because I, because I like this person. Um, right. so like, sometimes it's like, Oh, why are you, why are you talking? So like, who, who are we just talking about? Not John Wooden. It was, um, Oh, Red Auerbach. The reason yeah. I don't have Red Auerbach on my list is because he played against 12 teams or 11 teams, not oh. against 29. Yeah. Um, and the reason that I like um, someone like John Wooden or Greg Popovich more than Phil Jackson is playing with less talent comparatively. They all have talent that played for them. That's why they won championships. That's my the, own. That's the only thing that I'm trying to hammer home in this episode is just that every single coach who has ever won and won big, they had talented teams, you know. Yep. Um, that's all. But so I do want to like ask a ask again. So John Wooden is your favorite player or favorite coach. That probably has a lot to do with the philosophies and the books that you've read about him, right? Like the you getting that, to know him. That does uh, have have something to do with it, but John Wooden also was a big time winner, mm -hmm. you know. So it's like the best of both worlds, you know. He, uh, it's for both of those reasons. It's because of uh, the lessons that John Wooden taught, um, because Wooden was a great teacher, uh, you know, um, uh, and. Uh, and it's because of his his success, you know, um, in terms of wins and losses, you know. Yeah. So, it's, so do you think that he has a better coaching philosophy than Phil Jackson? Um, I, you know, um, I don't know. Um, Phil Jackson has that whole Zen mentality, thing, yeah, and. Uh, uh john wooden um is is just i like that john wooden is a very principled person you know um and uh so so i guess that's what i like about john wooden you know um and and uh like he john wooden uh he there's a story about uh that bill walton always tells and john wooden used to tell um about um showing up i believe it was his first day of practice bill walton uh at ucla and his hair was too long for john wooden's liking and his beard was too long you know and Wooden said, 
basically told him, you know, trim, trim, trim it, you know, um, and uh, uh, make it shorter. And Bill Walton said, um, basically, it is my right to have my hair like this, you know, and um, and uh, John Wooden said, you're right, you know, that's your right. Uh, you, you can do that if you want, but um, also I have a final say on who gets to play on the team, and we're gonna miss you. You know. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And, and so, That's a good and, lesson. Bill Wal- and Bill Walton was a great player, and he's one of the best players in the history of the game, and one of the best players who ever played for John Wooden. And Wooden was prepared. You know, Wooden. Uh, was prepared to, to to play without him, you know, um, but of course Bill Walton ended up uh, uh, finally conforming and just cutting his dang hair, you know. But uh, uh, that I think um, is a classic example of the kind of coach and the kind of person John Wooden was, you know, um, uh, and. Uh, that what is is a great life lesson about like picking your battles you know is is cutting your hair you know um is having to cut your hair really that big a deal you know yeah anyway i mean and then the inverse of that to john wooden is him not cutting his hair really that big of a deal yeah i mean I'm having not- gone having gone to byu i have a little uh post-traumatic stress just kidding Uh yeah but i'm just saying like uh that that story that bill walton always tells and john wooden used to tell is you know like perfect because john wooden was saying like this is my team and i say what goes and you know um like he was he he was not going to back down, you know? Um, and, uh, it, I, it's a, I think it's a great lesson about, you know, like picking your battles. Um, because, uh, you know, you, I, I believe in standing up for what's right and stuff like that, but at the same time, you got to pick your battles in life. Yeah, depending, you know? on, depending on what you want to win. Right. On Depending on what you think is important, you know. Yeah. And then uh, do you want to share that last uh, poem to close out the podcast? Okay. Um, uh, this doesn't have to do with coaching, but uh, I, I will share the poem. Um, uh, it's a poem that I wrote. Uh, if, if that's okay with you, Alex. Oh, for sure, man. Um, and uh, let me pull it up here um, uh, real quick. Um, uh, uh, it's called If I Had a Time Machine. Ooh. And uh, I wrote it and... Uh, um so here it is as soon as i can 
Uh, come on. Um, okay. Uh, here it is. So uh, this is called If I Had a Time Machine, and this is how it goes. If I had a time machine, I would go back in time and warn Kobe Bean. I'd kill Cosby so he couldn't ever drug women's drinks, and I'd send Kanye to see about four or five shrinks. I'd go to Vegas on the day of that Mike Tyson fight and stop Tupac from getting in that car with Suge Knight. I'd go back and give Easy I'd go back and give Easy E and Magic prophylactics. I'd let them know what happens because of their actions. I'd tell Bill Clinton to just tell the truth. I'd go back and save Lincoln from John Wilkes Booth. I'd kill Hitler and put an end to World War II, and in the process, I would save the lives of millions of Jews. I'd go way back in time and prevent wet markets and put a stop to this pandemic before it even got started. Better yet, I'd go back to Genesis and ask God why he won't just kill his nemesis. Then I'd go visit Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden. Say what's up, my name is Steven. Then I'd pick the first fruit from the forbidden tree, start original sin and change history. Then the world would be different finally. Yep, I'd do all that if I had a time machine. Nice. Dude, I kind of stumbled, stumbled through it, but no, I have to admit your poems are much better when you read them. Yeah, well, that's because I know how they're supposed to sound. You yeah, know? yeah, that was uh, I enjoyed that. That's a good one, Stephen. Thanks a ton. And uh, the next time that we have something that we want to talk about, we hope you give it a listen. We hope you stay for a while Give us one more chance to change your mind